Now, should we drink and make fun of the RNC next week, or are we just not going to put that spirit into our lives? I'm not watching that clan rally. <laughs> you can do whatever you want to do. Call me. This podcast is <laughs> Welcome to Party on the Potomac, a podcast where we talk about politics, pop culture, and parties, because we like to party. Yes, I'm we do. I'm Kiara. And I'm Michelle. And today, or tonight, was night four. Praise <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> of the first ever virtual Democratic National Committee Convention. Yeah. We are very very happy it's done we have done this marathon of recording recording for you guys because you know this is like our super bowl and this is what you you know you want to hear um our our thoughts (laughs) we wanted to hear our thoughts we we (laughs) okay um so i'm gonna go right into our check-in which i think we should just you know michelle give the people what they want just react to how you felt about the whole week yeah and tonight what are you thinking how are you feeling you know are you fired up and ready for joe so here's the thing (laughs) you you mentioned this um earlier this week when we recorded which was that you know you had actually thought because you're a communications person like you had thought hmm this might be whack and I didn't have the I, highest expectations and I think that's because like we've all spent so much time on zoom so I was like is this gonna be a bunch of like zoom boxes and yeah was, I wasn't into that it was super that's what it was gonna be yeah it was super high quality and I Very. think part of it like you and I talked about this like when it was clear in March that the country was gonna have to shut down like the party really did start to think about like okay we have a pen we have we have a convention right that's supposed to be coming up in a few months right. like we should just start thinking about how to handle this right and i think because they did not waste their time and mm-hmm. wait until the last minute um i think that this was like done really really well yeah yeah i agree i thought it was to your point high quality i was mm-hmm. really um you know and i said this another night but like it was just we've never thought about this before because we never had to do it before yeah but like how i feel like accessible the convention was now yeah, because it very accessible it was virtual and so people could participate from their homes in a yeah. way they've never been able to do before people's kids could get involved people you know like it yeah. just it was a family affair folks who are you know um high risk or immunocompromised or have hearing or visibility issues or any of that like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was solved right especially if you have a smart tv right like you yeah. could set your closed captioning you could just you know and you could just enjoy and, and engage they sent out a ton of like content in advance for you to participate yep. with yeah. there was like graphics you could make i mean they just did a whole suite of things to get people it was in, engaged very thoughtful it was making sure that like if people couldn't come to the convention they could bring the convention to people yeah and i, I wonder that. if this is going to kind of change a little bit how we do things because mm-hmm. you know we were talking about some of our favorite moments and i think like hands down i really feel like the best moment was the roll call i just i just really, it really was enjoyed it so good like i really enjoyed I it i cannot yeah. emphasize enough i usually ignore the roll call because it's just like again right like you have 
30 people crowding behind yeah. the, the state Democratic Party chair yeah. in front of one microphone trying to literally read like a post-it or a piece of paper yeah. in their hand and with the actual vote number. And you really usually can't even hear them. Right. You That's can't even like, it's just... <laughs> Just, and they're trying really hard like um so like every every four years like dc will always do their statehood pitch so like a lot of times like some of the states will also just like have a message that they're also like trying to like mm -hmm. get through very quickly in that mm -hmm. moment and it, it all just feels like really rushed and mm -hmm. i think that's why i just like don't like being in the room i hear the roll call is fun but i just feel like watching on television it's kind of like eh. roll call from the floor is fun i can i can attest to that but um this format where like you get to see a different part of yeah. all the states and the territories you get to like and like you said people had like a full like two minutes or a minute mm -hmm. to just say like this is who i am this is my background this is why i love my state or whatever this is what we're doing here this is why yeah. i'm going for joe biden and this is like it was just so so good can i just add one more thing before we move on to the next thing the one other thing that i really liked about the way they did this roll call is that normally you know, I think we think in our minds like, okay, Maryland's Democratic state, Mississippi's a Republican state, and you just kind of move on, you know. And it showed you that it made you feel like shit. We could let's let's go for all fifty states, right? Like, well. I really did feel like like they started out with Alabama. Like, I don't know when's the last time a Democratic president has won the state of Alabama, but it felt great to see them like start out with Alabama. I think they actually did the best. They were on the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Like, it was. It was great. And you felt like, yeah, Alabama, we can do this. We have an important Senate race that's there. So I we thought that, that's what that's why it was great to like get people fired up. Agree. I I don't think we talked about this um the other night. I know y'all like it's night four where you talking about roll call. But but we um we didn't talk about which which ones were our favorites. I mean, obviously we loved what was it? So North Dakota, so South was, Dakota. We South loved Dakota. we loved him. First American, hello, amen. But um, like Thank Rhode Island, like Rhode Island with the calamari. Yeah, that was fun. The auntie in North Carolina who yes. was like, now let let me just <laughs> be clear. Took her mask <laughs> off. I was like, oh okay. She has something to say. Um, I love Maine. The 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 man with who owns the bed and breakfast with his mm -hmm, husband and the, mm -hmm, and the thing. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember one of the territories was like really they were like dressed in garb and that was like a lot of fun. I can't remember which territory it was. Might have been Guam. No, 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 no. Northern Mariana Islands. That's exactly who it was. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, so that was I think was overall so from the week yeah. it was a lot of fun. That um, was our favorite, our favorite, our favorite, our favorite moment. moment. I want to know. Who was your favorite host this week? Oh, I now look, y'all know. Now y'all know. Keep it real for the nine nine and the two thousand. Listen, I thought all dun, of the women dun, were dun, like fantastic. Dun, I'm dun. fans of them for various reasons. Like, um, but anyone who knows me knows I just really fucking love Julia Louis Dreyfus, and that's because I just think she's a. I think she's just a brilliant comedian. Like, I think she's just very funny. Like, loved her on Seinfeld. I've I wasn't super into like the new adventures of or the adventures of new Christine yeah. or whatever that show was called, but I've seen a couple episodes. She was funny. Right. Veep. Brilliant. Yeah. Just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So I do feel like we talked about this like every night, like the first few hosts were hostess. They were, um, <laughs> I think they were trying to like, this is a serious event, you know, so they're the way they were dressed and the way that they spoke about these things were like very serious, yeah. very straightforward. Yeah. I feel like she was one of my favorites because I think she like she's a comedian. 
So she was like cracking jokes. Yeah, she was like, look, I know was. the president's probably going to like tweet about me tomorrow and say that I'm like some washed up actress, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, who like, you know, and then with she, low ratings. Yeah. It has been with low raising, ha- ratings. And she's like, well, oh, sir, it t- takes one. Takes one to, to know, know one. one, which is a fact. I thought that. Was, so I thought I thought she was funny and entertaining. You know, and I, I also love that white dress. I did not think she was funny and entertaining. Yeah. I think my favorite host from the week was Carrie Washington. I think. Yeah, I loved her energy. I love that big smile. I was here for that suit. Mm-hmm. My God, mm-hmm. um, and I just feel like she kind of, you know, f- it was less not choppy, but I feel like she just kind of flowed most comfortably on the I stage. Totally agree. And so I really, I our stage, the studio, the the Dateline. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to Cynthia, but um, I just thought it was so so good um, that they had four women, yes, who and have, four very different women, yes, and but who also were known like unapologetically for like their like politics yeah, and like their like views. feminism yeah so i i really love that um what was your favorite moment from tonight though night four do you have a favorite moment from oh tonight? yeah i do oh lord what so i feel like we're gonna say the same thing well of course we are it was a little boy oh who my talked God. about how joe biden helped him overcome his stuttering i mean listen i i feel like tonight wasn't as um flashy and maybe that was on purpose because yeah. we were ending the night with with Joe's speech, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. But um I mean this this baby just talked about like how he was teased and you know and he's and he's there were parts where he stuttered mm-hmm. like on mm-hmm. camera. But he just talked about how like, you know, Joe really helped him like overcome that and get some confidence and Child. like that really took me how, out. I was like, oh my God, I cannot fucking hard it was so good. Is that? It was so good. I almost I shed it. a tear on that. It was so good. That was that was really smart. Yeah. But you know what's so sad that in that very moment, remember I looked at you and said, "I wish this. Mo- I, he better not tweet, mm. comment, nothing mm. about this baby, nothing." But see, he wouldn't even be the one to do it. It would be his despicable fucking well, children. Well, like that's a that's a junior. That's a junior tweet. <sighs> you know. I just cannot. Anyway, I know. I'm just. We're just. We're just. We're just trying to keep a dictator from happening. That's what we're trying to do. And some of you want to play. I think that's a good place to transition. Well, I just want to say, like, this is this is the end of the DNCC. (laughs) Um, I do want to just say that, like, we know that next week the Republicans will do their convention. Um, I really doubt this can be replicated. I really doubt because especially not by people who started planning. A week and a half. Yeah, ago. they just start like they, they, I really feel like theirs is going to be a Zoom. Like I feel like it's just going to be like. And I was going to say they did the same thing. No, no this is no. a production. It's not going to be scripting yeah, and yeah. like producing. This is going to be moments. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be frozen <laughs> screens. It's going to be Scott Bayo. It's going to be like it's just going to be a mess. Oh man, that's all. I I had to take a parting shot at. Speaking of Scott Bale, let's go into the culture. He's not a part of the culture, but my not point a, is, not even close. but my point is, he you know is an actor. Um, so there's two main things that I think we want to talk about <laughs> in the culture for night for the DNCC. Number one, mm-hmm. um, you know I'm having a troublesome feeling in relationship, mm-hmm. um, with uh, how I feel about the mayor of Atlanta. Which is really, really sad because, That's interesting. yeah, you know, I just think that like this, the uprisings around the country have just really shown a mm-hmm. lot of people's hands, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm never gonna, uh, you know, this I have a rule, I'm never gonna like b- bad mouth a um a smart 
mm-hmm. an accomplished black woman. But, um, you know, I, I just, yeah, I, we got to see what's going on with that. But I loved that she was invited to participate in convention. Yeah. I love that she had that Atlanta, uh, haircut, that hairstyle. <laughs> well, she's been like talking about that a lot on Instagram because COVID, you know, she had yeah. COVID. Yeah. And she's been like very aggressively staying in the house. Her mo- and so she hadn't been to the hairdresser, and so her hair was growing out. Yeah. Her mother's a hairdresser, a retired hairdresser, mm-hmm. and she talked. She showed videos and everything on Instagram how like at one point her mother just came over with her clippers, like let's not, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> and her mother like showed up at her house after she had like whatever been negative, da-da-da. like with her with her shears, and was like, yeah. I'm just gonna get you together because it's too much. Um, so I really love that. Um, she was in this beautiful yellow and this gorgeous necklace, and so I really love that. But what was really interesting to me in part of the reasons why I'm kind of like girl what's going on with you that she quoted Audrey Lord tonight which yeah. I don't think I've ever <laughs> ever heard her do um, which I thought was super dope but you know we're going to shout out to the HBCU you yeah. know fam showing up all on the yeah. on the convention you know one thing that um, and maybe my, my memory is just short I did appreciate um, there were like several mayors who were um prominent in this convention now granted i think we've shared that our individual concerns about how some of them have dealt with issues in their cities but you know i'm (laughs) but you you know you know i'm a huge you know i'm a big local government we are we are local government people so and like tip o'neill said the best like all politics are local Mm -hmm. and so I thought it was great to like, we've got to start highlighting yeah. more of the locally elected officials. Yeah. Not because they also had Garcetti. Yeah. Garcetti. They had Muriel. They had a, f- they had a few. Yeah. Um, um, I'm sorry. We're like, yeah, you know, it's night four. We've been drinking. We yeah, we're but tired. yeah, there was, there was but a lot. <laughs> there was, And so the reason why I appreciated them having the mayors and highlighting them is that one of my biggest frustrations in, in living in DC and working in DC is I come across so many people who live here, they have changed their um, voter registration, their addresses, like they are actual, like people yeah. People think that like, oh, people who live in DC um, aren't registered voters here, they don't live here, they just, they're just transient. No, that's actually not true. Yeah. Um, and so we have a significant number of people, I, I don't have my numbers in front of me, but we have a significant number of people who are registered voters here in the city. Mm-hmm. And yet, they don't pay attention to the local politics. Mm. And because we are not a state, like I feel like it's even more critical to pay attention to those politics. And so in jurisdictions that are like that, where people like may know who their governor is and that's about it. Like it's great to like highlight those people who were in those positions. I mean, even your Lieutenant governors, right? Like we need to pay attention to like those folks because guess what? Like one was highlighted during the convention, Mandela Barnes, that's right. Wisconsin. That's right. So because Lieutenant governors often go on to be, Governors. governors. <laughs> I um, think it's very important to point that out and remind yes, people. That's exactly right. And mm-hmm. some of them play like significant roles in their state legislative bodies. So it's just it's just really important for folks to be more engaged on their local and state level of like elected officials. Yep. So um I did appreciate that. But they like, incorporated that. Yeah, local um leaders. I really do appreciate that. The other on the culture moment that I wanted to bring up I we Please both wanted to talk about Ooh, we had to talk about this. Now listen, Michelle and I have been having all kinds of separate sidebar and out of pocket conversations about um the Biden family, all good and positive. Um 
one thing that really stuck out to us this evening mm-hmm. um, in the segment leading into, well, they weaved, obviously the family was, was woven all throughout the, the night and all throughout the convention. There was a huge theme, you know, of this convention, which I definitely want to talk about later. Um, but when the granddaughters mm-hmm. came on screen to talk about their, the compa, their pa, yeah. honey, these eyebrows. Yes. 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 <laughs> Now, anyone who knows me knows I am obsessed with eyebrows. They're thick and luscious. And thick, luscious, per- just like perfect. Just what are they I doing? Were you what are they doing? Or you showed me Mina had tweeted like Mina Harris, uh, Kamala Harris's niece, Mina Harris. Um, she's a big fundraiser. She's a lawyer. She tweet she made well she designed the shirt that i'm wearing right now i'm gonna win she 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 tweeted i'm so sorry this is not the focus but i need the granddaughters to release the brow routine immediately yeah absolutely yeah they're it was really good you know i I spend money on like i do brow gels you do do. like you do i am obsessed because you know the lord you know infinite wisdom didn't didn't give you any eyebrows when i have like i have like shading and like old microblading actually i need to get touched up mark i'm calling you um so yeah they they have it going on with the brows and i just was a little bit they were also just so uh, yeah i know slightly but you know that is that that, that's a youthful full brow see i think girl even in my youth i didn't have brows but but we we different era the era of the thin brows that's true i was a teenager those are girls i'm saying right right (laughs) those are girls who are currently teenagers maybe one of them is in their 20s who so so they've been they came of age in the brow era of thick fluffy brows so they i think have the benefit of not being over waxed and over tweezed and so they just got the brows popping and they're beautiful so i just we had to talk about your girl used to rock the very 90s brow with a a choker um that's all i wanted to talk about on the culture was there anything else that you wanted to mention to the people for for night four okay i will just i did want to mention because she's a woman of color i we didn't talk about tammy duckworth (gasps) and and that (laughs) and that like she looked like was that leather was that pink leather no it was gray it was like it was gray. gray i thought i saw pink who was wearing a pink jacket today i don't know but tammy looked great she <laughs> looked fantastic she looked great and i am just like such a fan of hers because she is i don't know maybe it's just like liberal women who are representing liberal states maybe they just have like some freedom you think illinois is liberal i mean they've had two democratic they've had two democratic senators for a very long time mark kirk was very recently there senator that's who she oh all right well never mind but they usually do no no but and they and they've recently had a republican governor now they have pritzker that's but true they had Bogot- i mean i'm just we know how this works we uh, they're back and forth i'm talking about downstate illinois really but yeah chicago is in illinois yeah and i but <laughs> i mean like like illinois is not voting for 46 minus one. Oh like, no, 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 no. Yes. So they like, are blue. I mean, yes. They yes, have, you're they right. have significant numbers of like of this national contest. Yeah. <laughs> they are blue. But, yeah. I, but I do like, I mean, they have significant numbers of statewide elected like Democrats. Yeah, no, no, no. They do. So for sure. I think that she has, someone a little, might need to remind chance of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think she has like, I think she has, um, some freedom to be more yeah. honest. And so yeah, like one sure. of the things that like she talked about, this is ooh, now for those who, are unfamiliar with with senator duckworth like she is a um former member of the military what branch was she in do you recall i can't recall so i maybe i she's a combat veteran she i know yeah and she lost (laughs) she lost both legs Mm -hmm. um while serving Mm -hmm. she is very um Mm -hmm. 
she's very um, outspoken on um, protecting our veterans and mm-hmm. making sure that they have the needs um, mm-hmm. they that their needs are met because mm-hmm. we know a lot of times they're well. She's a former yeah, uh, like undersecretary of the of the VA. She's just. She's yeah. just a all around badass. She's so, amazing. So she was talking about like Asian American woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- so there, she was the first um, senator to ever have a to give birth while in office. She was. She was. Um, <laughs> so she she was referring to the story about Russian bounties on um, military uh, members <laughs> of the U.S. military mm-hmm. and. I just want to read this, these two lines from her speech. And she says, I can't stop thinking about the gold star parents I spoke with recently who were desperate to know whether their child was killed because Vladimir Putin placed a bounty on their life. It tore me up that even after I asked for an investigation, I still couldn't reassure them that Donald Trump cared enough to try to get them an answer that 55 days after Putin's reported bounty scheme became public, Trump still hasn't publicly condemned Russia or explained how he's protecting our service members. Um, and then she goes on to say, somehow Donald Trump still doesn't get that America should stand for what's right, stand tall for our troops, and stand strong against our enemies. But unlike Trump, Joe understands all of that. Oh, th- and this was the line that was like that just really put the... That as know, President Joe Biden would never let tyrants, tyrants manipulate, manipulate him, him like, like a puppet, puppet on, a, on string. a string. So she led up today. to that. She mm-hmm. led up to that, talking about the fact that like mm-hmm. she has spoken mm-hmm. to to military mm-hmm. families and gold star families. She is wants to know what has happened. He doesn't care, and she leads right into he doesn't care because he's a fucking puppet. And it was like again, I think that like she just has this ability to be free. Yeah. Um, because of the state that she represents. So yeah. I appreciate that. I do too. That was, it was a really good moment. I think it's a good place to take a break. Um, and coming up after it, we will get into on the dais, which is our normal longer political conversation. We'll get into, um, the keynote mm. <laughs> address from the evening. Um, and someone who is, was, was missing, but very, very omnipresent, present. Very present. um, tonight. Um, when, when, when we come back. We are back. So night four, last night of the DNCC, um, I had mentioned earlier that, you know, the big theme to me throughout this entire week really has been family. Mm-hmm. He, uh, well, I mean, the party, but he, he specifically, the nominee, has made a very good, um, has done a very good job at, like, centering families. Mm-hmm. Everything about, like, this, you know convention the the old photos the old video the the you know stuff about him coming back on the amtrak back and forth to be with his boys after his wife and his daughter were killed in an accident as you noted earlier from going to buy a christmas tree yeah it's terrible um, it's just really really tragic story um after he'd been elected yeah 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 it was before he was sworn in um so it was like that december mm-hmm. um and he would have been sworn in in january um and just with everything with and how he met the story of how he met Jill and how he proposed to her three times before she said yes. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just their whole family story, his personal family story, her personal family story, the family story of um, Senator Harris. And like just like it was just a very big theme, especially tonight, because, you know, it's the first time you hear not first time you hear, but like, right. 
presidential like way leader is supposed to say when we are in the middle of a pandemic which mm-hmm, is like mm-hmm. all 100 and you know 200,000 right of these Americans who've died mattered and they didn't have to this was right. avoidable and we cannot do anything else yeah. that we want to do until we have this under control which right. clearly the current president has not said and so um what I really loved and you and I both talked about this about the way he did it, which is not unnormal, but again, or abnormal, but again, we're used to seeing it in person, people walking out on a mm-hmm. stage, is his children yeah. um, introduced him. Hunter before. and Ashley. But, right. Well, yeah, well, all of, I mean, obviously not Naomi because she died um, when she was right. very, 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 very small, sadly, but, um, and Bo. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah, it, it was, um, so one of the things that I, I, I watched, uh, the convention the rnc convention four years ago and i don't recall seeing anything really showcasing the current occupant as like a family man and we've watched over these last like three and a half years where it's like and i think that is i think that is something that is like really because i really really missing from their story which really goes to like humanity right and so what I really liked about him telling this story, like weaving in his family story, yeah, goes to like this is a man that cares. Ab- Look, it's all propaganda in the end. It's like, oh, this is a man that cares mm-hmm, about his family, so he mm-hmm, cares about everybody else. Mm-hmm, we know that's not always mm-hmm. the case, but I think that gives America these good feels where it's like he has, you know, he's given, he loves his family. Which means he's somebody who has feelings and emotions and can share that yeah. with everybody else. So, um, and you know, people have talked a lot of shit about Hunter. You know, I have jokes about Hunter. Because mm-hmm. um, if you do that, Wiki, Wikipedia. Okay. Okay. But. You know, everybody has a past, Michelle. No, but you know something? <laughs> I don't blame Hunter for being quote unquote flawed. Like, I mean, this is somebody nah. who like went through. A very traumatic experience in, in the sense that he lost his he lost his mother as a child and his sister and his sister you know so baby I mean, sister he's oldest and his father is like was was a elected official a high profile elected official yeah. which means like your life is always in the spotlight you know so i don't i don't actually blame hunter for his flaws um but you know of course like the the rnc and republicans have tried to um the RNC and Republicans have tried to paint his to in a way. Him. Yeah, they're trying to paint him in a way that makes him seem, which again I find to be completely ironic, coming from like a party that's supporting a family of grifters. Um, but, but I thought this was a good opportunity for him to talk and be like and be. I felt like they humanized him in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. It was really good, also, to hear. It just didn't, I, I, again, it just doesn't feel forced. No, it didn't them. feel forced. You know, you hear anything that any of them's Ivanka, Eric, Donald say, it really just sounds like, you literally like, who are you talking about? Like, when they're like, oh, he's a good father. He's good. Who are you talking about? But it, it just this person? Doesn't, it doesn't feel, it just doesn't feel genuine coming from them. But that's what them. I'm saying. It just sounds like it's bullshit, right? Like, but what Ashley and Hunter have in heads and shoulders above them is like it just feels real it feels honest and genuine and they come across that way they come across they have an affect that is very like 
Chad is what it is, okay? Like, well, this is our dad. I mean, you can see you can see the way that he, you know, everybody gives Joe shit for being touchy feely. I certainly have my thoughts sure, on absolutely. some of those things. But absolutely. When you watch yeah, like yeah, videos yeah, yeah. of him with his children, yeah, and with his wife, with yeah. his grandchildren, like he lets them all go first. It's little things yeah, that he does yeah, that this current yeah. occupant doesn't do, which right. makes you realize like who does he always ultimately consider Mm -hmm. like they showed a video of him coming to the white house um for the first time and meeting with the obamas Mm -hmm. and it's like he walked in the door before right melania even got out the car i don't think i think no no they they were all four standing there and they because the obamas greeted them they got the car he came out and he walked around he walked uh, started walking up the steps before she yes started walking so yes he did (laughs) and then while they were standing there and the obamas were greeting them when it was time to go inside he walked in first didn't wait for his wife. Didn't show any deference to the current because at the time he still wasn't the president. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, you know, I just like watching Joe's like how like how caring and he is with his children. Mm-hmm. Like it just feels very natural. And I think that's why when they talk about their dad, it feels real because it is. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Um, speaking of um, him with his children. One thing that stuck out to me um, in his remarks that I I really liked um, in talking about uh, you know what's what's going on in the world, he said with and you know this is my current drama and ministry in my life. He said with childcare mm-hmm. and elder care that make it possible for parents to go to work and for the elderly to stay in their homes with dignity this is like he was running down a list of things mm-hmm, that we need mm-hmm. with um an immigration system that powers our economy and reflects our values with newly empowered labor unions with equal pay for women um with rising wages that you can raise a family on yes we're going to do more than praise our essential workers we're finally going to pay them mm. um i got a hallelujah jesus for me same and but again this is these types of clearly articulated priorities are just uh, when i you know we were talking um earlier this week as we were watching that video um that britney cooper had put out about um just you know being an adult and mm-hmm. and, and voting um that's what i'll say to be sure if anyone hasn't seen it you should definitely go find it and watch um but it's like this is this is the black ass bottom line of what it's about like one of these people will be president yeah it could be the fascist who is currently occupying the white house or it could be someone who is not and you can disagree fairly and wholeheartedly with that person with their past what decisions they've made what policies they've promoted you can do that but you can do that because it's a person who you can actually hold accountable you can't hold someone accountable who is not accountable to anybody yes you cannot hold a person accountable who has no shame yep you cannot do that and so i think that to me this long this let short list out of the longer remarks that he gave about the things you know those are policy priorities is what I heard. Child care, right. care, immigration, equal pay. I was like, these are the things. Well, <laughs> so he also like, so he took a moment to talk to like, 
acknowledge those families who have died who i'm sorry those families who have lost people to the to this virus and then he mentioned the fact that like 46 minus one doesn't have a plan nope but he does and so one thing i have to say like whether you agree with Biden's policies or not, right. at least he has them. Right. Like he has policies and sure. he has plans. And so like It's not like when he woke up that morning and felt like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the only time I've heard this current president talk about the families is when when asked. He's never started out by saying, like, I want to take a moment to just like acknowledge. acknowledge. He's never done that. <laughs> the only time that that comes up is when he's pressed about it. And so you know, so that's that's one thing. But number two, like even when he's asked about how are you now, granted, I do get frustrated because I, I think one I don't think sometimes the, I think the press sometimes does the logical leap and then thinks that the American people should just do it themselves. So, I for see. example, every time people would ask him about the deaths the the numbers, he would say we're doing more testing. And so they would get frustrated the logical leap there is just because we're doing testing, how are you addressing it to lower the numbers? No one, literally the first time I heard someone ask him that was Chris Wallace. Because they would get frustrated because they're, because they're like, well, just because you're doing a lot of testing doesn't mean you're addressing the, like addressing it to lower the numbers. And so like, so I do get frustrated with that. But my point is no one has really pressed him on, no one's really pressed on it, but the bottom line is he doesn't actually have a plan no. to lower the numbers nope. and to treat this like as a global pandemic, something that has devastated our economy. Right. And if there are people who like are staunch supporters, whatever, but they can't tell you what his policy plans are. <laughs> and I think in they the cannot. end, when the party has to go out and try to God bless those people who are still on the fence. But when, I, I'm saying that it's like a bless your heart. That's oh, what I, mean. I was like, that's what? that's my way of saying bless your heart. But like for those people who are Jesus still, knows my heart. I'm just gonna. But for those people who way. are who claim to still who are still on the fence, this is the argument that has to be made. One of them actually does have a plan. The other does not. What are you on the fence about? I listen. I know. I, I just, I'm okay, with okay, you, but okay. you and I have both dealt with voters. Yes. who were shockingly like. Yes. Either uninformed or refuse to see the things that we saw. That's and so true. you can't treat voters like they're idiots. You just got to be like, you know what? Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, this is what this person believes. And that's what I wanted this whole convention to really be about. And I mm-hmm. think that Joe in the end, like I think of number one, I think his speech lived up to the expectations. Cause I think some people yeah, were concerned because it's like, shit like michelle did a fantastic job barack did a fantastic job like elizabeth warren gave a great speech kamala did a great job so it's like what the fuck is he gonna do Mm -hmm. and i actually thought like he was i thought his speech was really phenomenal i thought i thought it was really good and i think part of that was because i thought not only did he make the case for why trump is a problem he made the case for what he will do and so now that is a blueprint for us who want to get him elected to go out and say listen these are the things that he Mm -hmm. wants to do Mm -hmm. and he clearly said which Again, we're going to, have to talk to our progressive brothers and sisters. He said, I am a Democrat. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah, all those people who were here before the Republicans or whatever. I am a Democrat. I believe in democratic principles. These are the things I care about. Child care, health care and climate change. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hit those points. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 
facts, facts, facts. Um, what I really loved was the ending mm-hmm. of his of his mm. remarks, which I think you liked as well, where he, you know, he was on this kind of crescendo, and then he said, you know, may history be able to say that the end of this chapter of American darkness began here tonight as mm. love and hope and light joined in the battle for the soul of the nation. Then he said, and this is a battle that we together will win. That was so powerful. And then he said, I promise you. I was mm. like, mm. okay, well, what are we going to do? You going to knock on some doors? Yes. What you about to do, Michelle? You yes. Go, you going to call, text somebody, tell them to go this? make sure they registration together. It was between it was, this speech I was, and Barack's speech, I'm like, I'm about to put on a mask and some and some rubber gloves and go knock on doors. I was very <laughs> proud of him. I was Me like, too. wow. Me too. So it was, I, I just thought, I think after, if you, I mean, granted, the regular Americans, maybe they didn't pay attention to all, you know, the two hours every night for four nights, though they should have. They should catch it on the YouTubes. They should do whatever they need to do. But um, this was the Joe Biden that you should yes. see. Yeah, and that you should have caught, and that you that should. Um, you remember I said this to you, and you were like, "Okay, I." And I never say this phrase ever. He looked presidential. I was gonna say he looked. I agree with you. I don't even believe in you know what does presidential look like? Because presidential for like two and a half years look like old white men, and then we had Barack Hussein Obama the second. <laughs> so and like, then we went right back to, and then we went right, right back, back. But but I, I thought he looked like okay this is a president that I can be mm-hmm. like, okay, Joe, now what, now what the fuck? We're about to do about this. Yeah. <laughs> this, 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 and this. Yeah. Um, but at least who will like not be flagrantly embarrassing us, who can deal with, you know, allies and adversaries who can like get this shit going and again. has the humility to recognize that he serves the people of yeah. this country. He said First and foremost, he said, if I have, like, the pleasure of, like, getting your vote. Right. He's like, I'm going to be with people who vote for me and those right. who don't vote for me. Like that. But I'm going to be everybody's president. I'm everybody's president. There's like, that. that right there. <laughs> you feel how you want to feel. Yeah. I'm going to be your president, too. Let's go, boo. But, that, <laughs> but, but what that appeal is, is saying that, like, I mean, I think even folks who are... Um, conservative or, like, tired of this, like, crazy rhetoric. They got to be. I mean, listen, Essie Cup. I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of hers at all. She is a staunchly conservative person, and I think, and even she's like, yeah, she's like, okay, I'm kind of over this. Um, so I just, you know, I just think that, um, I think that this was a good way to end the convention. I love, like, we were, you know, sad that he didn't get balloons, but, you know, he, he got had fireworks, fireworks, which I thought were actually great. So nice. I and, know. like, a little rally outside. I mean, the environmentalist to me was like, is this better for the environment than the balloons? I think so. I mean, the fireworks actually. may be disruptive to birds or whatnot, but, like, you're going to have all this, like, pl- <laughs> like all this rubber that's left over from the balloons, so let's just do the fireworks. I think the fireworks are probably, like, I think they were... More people could participate in the fireworks. You had the folks who were outside, you know, with the, you know, so I, in the end, I thought, I thought it was, was great. I thought it was really great. I thought it was really well done. I thought it was really smart. It was set a good example um, in terms of mask wearing and distancing. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thought it was good. Um, let's go straight into off the record. Oh, because- before we do, I have to make a correction because I really Oh, because her- I was correct. I, I, listen that is a soft pink beloved so right now we're looking at we're looking at tammy duckworth she is on msnbc that is a powder pink 
Is it? I, it looks like a light gray to me. No, 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 dear. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm gonna let you have it. That like, dress is gray, though. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, the point is. So the point is, is she looks of, fabulous. Is that life of pie? No. Okay. okay. No. I don't. Right. Oh, did he die? No, okay, he's sorry. Alive. We're, just, we're just sorry, you're not. We're dealing with a lot over here. Okay, so the point is, getting it off the record, um, Michelle and I may finally be going to the beach. We know we've Hallelujah. been saying this to you all for seven, eight episodes now of this new season. We may actually be going to the beach, and as such, since yeah. we engaged in four nights of this DNCC coverage, we're taking a break. We're gonna take a break, everybody. <laughs> Like because a good on, t- on top of like doing the recording, we also do have full time jobs, real jobs. No, and I mean there's no shit to anybody else. But yeah, we, we actually, we have, and, yeah, and, and you have a child. There's a, a lot going whole, on right now. Right now, a whole child. There's a lot um, going on right now. So, and even though gonna... we have those breaks, they're not sponsored. So, yeah, <laughs> yet, yet. So we're the gonna take a... sisters. <laughs> so we're gonna take a break, and um, we'll be back to y'all probably after Labor Day. You know, yeah. you know, when, when, when this thing is really getting going, because girl, we got what, 79, 76, how many days? Girl, don't 80 give me days, 76 days. We are, it's happening, people. Yeah. Early voting is starting in like three and a half weeks in some states. Listen. So get it, gather ye yeah. selves, and we'll be back Make with a you Facebook post. Get you, seriously. Don't be factless, though. Y'all, Facebook y'all, y'all already be posting all kinds of crazy shit sure on do. Facebook anyway to get them Pay likes. Pay the no teps, no mind. Yes. Post, post some on. post some links to register to vote. Yeah, because trying to be a poll worker. If you yeah. are um, low risk and you're not immunocompromised, you're young. Sign up to be a poll worker. Sign up to be a poll worker. Because y'all see worker. what they do with the mail service. People that's don't need ex- to be able to vote in exactly person. Right. There are some so states. You need to sign it up. There are some states like Maryland, um, Oregon that have drop boxes for you to drop off your ballots. Research it, okay, research, wherever you well, live. Research, yeah, research that research before it. you do that because some people have been trying to do like massive, like I'm going to collect all the ballots in my neighborhood and go drop them off and it's like, let's well, not. Well, my point is there are states that are doing the drop boxes. For those that are doing it, yeah. find out where those locations are so for that sure. you can you can drop your ballots off. Yep. Make sure that you register to vote. If you have not registered, call up your friends, your cousins, your neighbors. We all know someone, unfortunately, who may not be registered to vote. Share the information, y'all. Because, like, I don't want to have to move. What? I like where I, I'm. Listen, when we when we come back from our break, Michelle, maybe I'll tell everyone about. I'll give them a hint to my exit strategy. Okay, because well. I'm not trying to. Yeah, there's a lot of furniture in this house. Got to get packed up now. Y'all better get it together. So, um, and on hope, that note, we hope you enjoyed um, hanging out with us these four nights this week. The DN, the Democratic National Committee Convention. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, we'll be back after Labor Day. This is Party on the to- on the Potomac. I'm Kiara. And I'm Michelle. Bye. Bye. This podcast is a test, 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 test,